Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Talks... See, this is why we're giving ourselves <laughs> that time. <laughs> Talks from the toilet seat. I'm here with my BFF, Adrian, and we are going to be doing an episode on things that are embarrassing for absolutely no reason. Hello, toilet enthusiasts. I'm often embarrassed, and I hope you are too. Listening to this podcast should be embarrassing, and we're going to list off ten other things that should be at least as, if not more, embarrassing. I wanted to make a little intro and kind of explain why I started this podcast. I wanted to make a safe space for people that are too afraid to talk about certain topics that are absolutely fucking hilarious and a little bit uncomfortable, and that's why we're here. So we are going to get straight into it. We have compiled a list of 10 things that are absolutely embarrassing for no reason. All right, we're going to start with you, Adrian. Let's start to read the list off. Okay, so let's get into it. These are just things that are cringy in no particular order. We will order them later. Number one, shazamming in public. I hate it. Literally the most embarrassing thing in the whole world. Imagine you're in the car with all your friends and you're vibing and a really good song comes on, but you can't see the song name, but you really want to add it to your playlist. You're not going to ask, hey, um, what is this song called? Like, you're not going to do that. That's even more embarrassing. So you pull out your app, you pull out Shazam, and you hit Shazam, and literally the whole car is fucking staring at you like, what are you doing? Why would you use that app? That is the most embarrassing thing you could do. I, no, absolutely not for me. No, that little spinning wheel where it says searching for songs, looking, or you're sitting in a restaurant and you're trying to do this, and then everyone's talking, and then you can't find the song, so you're like raising your phone a little higher to try and get the song, and then you're (laughs) sticking your hand in the air, and everyone in the whole fucking restaurant can see you try and get the song, and then finally the waiter comes over and he's like, bro, bro. Put the Shazam away. We've had enough. Everyone in the restaurant has seen you do this. It is too much. And, I mean, by that point, you'd stop even liking the song because you're too focused on, like, what is this? Is Shazam going to find it out? And then you miss, like, the whole second verse. Yeah. No, this one is a 0 out of 10 for me. Absolutely not. If I ever see someone Shazamming in public, I will automatically try to embarrass them. Like, if I see a friend who's doing it in public, also, I do this in public, but I hide it, like, under, like, my shirt or something so that nobody could see that I'm actively using it. And the wave of anxiety that you get, like, during that period of the spinning circle when you don't know if it's going to catch on to the song or not, I pee my pants. Can't do it for me. Once I was in a car with someone that, like, I kind of knew from high school, and I was driving her out to, like, a mutual friend's ranch, and the entire car ride... The song's name was on the dashboard, you know, I was just playing my, like, little playlist. I have great music taste, in case you're wondering. I will not be dropping a Spotify link. Find your own music. Um, But I was playing my music, and every song, she would stop and Shazam it. And I was like, I can tell you the song name. And she's like, oh, no, I actually go through my old Shazam songs to make my playlists. I will eject you out of the car. No! That woman had no fear. I live in constant terror of ever meeting her again. She lives in Canada now. Canadians, you better watch out. (laughs) With that, we're going to move on to number two. Coughing in public. I'm going to set a scene for you really quick. Imagine you're in class and you're taking a test, okay? You feel a cough coming on. You think it's going to be a casual, quiet little cough. You know, you just need to clear your throat a little bit. So you start with, like, a light cough, you know, like... 
you know, like trying to make it very like strained cough. And then you know what? It's not working for you. You have to let out the <laughs> in a quiet classroom. Absolutely not. It's echoing. The mucus is flying. It's horrible. Like, especially in the context of the COVID pandemic. Because then everyone looks at you and they're like, disease rat, plague spreader. And you're like, I, I swear, guys, it was just a cough. Or when you're drinking water and it goes down like the wrong pipe and you're just like hacking up your lung for five minutes. I had a teacher once. I had a lot of bad stories about school. But I was like, I'm bad at drinking water, in case you didn't notice. So I was drinking water and then I was kind of laughing a little because my friend said something. And I get this water stuck in my throat. And I'm like, <coughs> My teacher asked me to go outside and cough it up in the it hallway. It sounds like tuberculosis. When you cough in public, it sounds like tuberculosis to everyone else. It might sound okay and, like, normal to you. To everyone else, I guarantee you sound disgusting. It echoes. Like, I, I hate it. Mucus flying. You feel it. Ugh. My God. Disgusting. Okay. With that, we're going to move on to number three. Okay. And I'm going to let Adrian... Take the lead on okay. this one because he has personal experience with embarrassment. Everyone has personal experience with this one, though. Because when you're taking a group picture and everyone else is hugging, the person next to you isn't. So your arm is just kind of hanging down next to everyone. And it's awkward. Is so humiliating. Absolutely not. I was at a tailgate two weeks ago and we were taking a bunch of group pictures because we had some friends from our old school come down um, and watch the game with us, whatever, whatever. And the person next to me, I didn't really know them that well, but everyone else was hugging. Um, I deleted that photo because my arm was hanging down. It was so awkward. I didn't know what to do with it. I tried putting it behind them, but it but, like, I just got the most, like, weird, most uncomfortable look from them. So I was like, you know what? My arm is just going to be down for this one. It's fine. I deleted every single photo that my arm was down in. No. No, because everyone looks at those photos. And, like, you know, everyone kind of looks the same in that photo. Except, oh, look, there's the person who doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Oh, look, there's the person no one wants to have their arm around. Oh, I guess you're not as loved as you thought you were. Huh? I think Adrian is taking this one a little bit personally. But it's also the same concept. If you're on the end and you're taking a group photo, everyone else is hugging and everyone else is all close and you're just there. I mean, like, you're just like... It's kind of like the wad of gum behind your ear that you forgot about. Like, you're just there. You're not important. Your arm is hanging down. Nobody loves you and your mother probably doesn't either. Yeah, just take me out of that photo at that yeah, point. Yeah, no. Number four. Okay, this one is something that I probably struggle with on the daily. It is so embarrassing. Imagine you have an eyelash that flew into your eye. You're not exactly sure um, like what it is. It could be like a dust particle or just like something in your eye, you know, because things always fly into my eye. But it's an eyelash um, and you're in public and you're making these ridiculous faces at strangers trying to not touch your eye because that's even more gross. But then, like, you're, like, winking at them and making these, like, constipated, stupid faces at them, trying desperately to get this fucking eyelash out of your eye. And then they give you this look and they're like, why are you looking at me like that, you psychopath? Why do you look at me like that? I have so much personal experience with this. It is disgustingly embarrassing. I've had people cross the street when I was, like, walking towards them because of this. And I'm just, like, kind of like blinking it I like I'm kind of like trying to be cool and like rub my eye it's like the same thing when you have like 
like a booger hanging out of the end of your nose. <laughs> and you need to blow your nose really badly, but there's not anything. So you're kind of just trying to like rub it away really quick, but then you're like walking down and everyone's seeing you like fully like pick your nose trying to get it out. <laughs> Can we normalize nose picking again? Please. No, please. It was normalized in kindergarten. It should be normalized now. Nose picking in nap time. We need to bring those back. I could not agree more. Absolutely. Also, if you like rub your eye and you're like rubbing your eye like frantically trying to get it out, it's going to make it look like you have pink eye or some other eye disease. You can't win with this one. There is no casual way of getting an eyelash or a piece of dust out of your eye. Uh, the only the only comeback you can ever do is like, sorry guys, I've just been crying a lot. Like, there's no way to win this. That's even more embarrassing in my opinion. Okay, number five. Number five is like the silent killer almost. Because number five, imagine you're in a quiet space. You know, look, imagine you're in a standardized testing space. Everyone is really, really focused. Everyone's into it. You know, like they're taking their test. They're taking their time, you know, like they're really, really focused on it. And like the room is so quiet that you could probably hear a pin drop. And then you drop your fucking hydro flask. Oh my God. If you do this, I literally gag. I'm so embarrassed for you. I like, I have to like physically make a face to control my feelings of how much I hate you and how much I actually despise you for doing that. The secondhand embarrassment that comes up into my face and I get red and hot and embarrassed for you? No. Especially because everyone in the room just whips around and stares at you. And suddenly you've got like a whole library or a whole like standardized testing center just staring you down. And they know because you're trying to like scramble to get the Hydro Flask and like put it back. Like you can't be cool about this one. You it's can't come back. kind of like in middle school when we had that one day per year that we would learn about the Holocaust and you're the only Jewish kid in the <laughs> class and everyone oh. is staring at you. It's the same thing. The Except same. I don't know which is more embarrassing in that case. I really don't know. Okay, because here's the thing. When it was me and the German exchange student making eye contact, that was <laughs> a funny thing. <laughs> There's a lot to say about that one. Like, even if you're like, okay, even if your whole house is silent and it's like 2 a.m. and you're craving some ramen and you get pans, you're making a crap ton of noise already. Like, there's no way to avoid it. Like, pans are loud. Pans are meant to embarrass you. Like, their whole, you know, like the whole meaning behind loud pans is that they purposely want to make you feel bad and embarrass you. No other way around it. So then when you're making your ramen and you're trying to be as quiet and very discreet as possible and your parents come out and, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing right now? It is 2 a.m. Why are you making food? And then you drop the pan. Oh my God. Ultimate moment of embarrassment. I can't even lie. This happened to me a couple of weeks ago. So bad. Nothing more to say about that one. Number six. Well, um, calling out to say hi to someone and they don't hear you, or you're calling out to someone with a name, like a personal name, and it's not them. Like, you know, you're walking down the street and you see someone from, like, you see their back and you're like, oh, okay, they're short, they have curly hair, I bet they're one of my Jewish friends. And then you call out their name and it's like, not them. And then they turn around and look at you and give you, like, the weirdest look, like, who the fuck are you and why are you, like, what is your problem? I'm a personal victim of this. 
Unfortunately, time after time after time, I have not learned my lesson and just not calling out people's names. If I'm not like a thousand percent confident, like you can either tell, you know, by some like certain, you know, like if you like recognize a shirt or, you know, like if they dye their hair a certain way, like if you are absolutely positive, that is one exception to this rule. Aside from that, you just don't do it. You don't do it. Okay, but to be fair, I have been on the other side and where people have called me out by name and I just haven't processed it and walked right by them. Like, because I listen to music a lot when I'm going to campus and I also have hearing damage because I listen to music a lot when going to campus. <laughs> and so, like, sometimes I'll just be walking and it's a bright day and I have light eyes, so I'm kind of, like, squinting and then someone, like, shouts my name. I'm like, oh, who's Adrian? Wait a second. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, this happens to me a lot. Or even, like... Another thing would be, like, in this case, if you're, like, waving to someone or if you're being waved at, you think that a person is waving at you and they're actually waving to the person behind you. So embarrassing. It's like, oh, obviously nobody wants to talk to me because I got waved at and then they're like, ew, no, I was not waving at you, you fucking freak. Even the other way around, I feel like if you're, like, waving at someone and then someone that you don't know is waving at you back, I get secondhand embarrassment for them. Like, no, you fucking freak. I was not waving my hand at you. I have a lot of rage. A lot of rage about this. Okay. Number seven is one of the per... I think this one is... This one might be the worst one. Or in the top three of the worst ones. Well, it's different, you know. This isn't about embarrassment for you. This is about you feeling embarrassment for someone else. Which, you know, we have a lot of those. I think that secondhand embarrassment can be one of the most powerful things in the world. Like, if you're talking about powerful things that don't, like, that are just, you know, like, not up to you, you know, um, like the placebo effect, very, very powerful. But I think secondhand embarrassment absolutely tops that. My number seven is people who film a thirst trap in public. Oh my God. If I see this, I will literally throw up on you. Imagine you're in the bathroom, right? And I'm sure that everyone has seen what a thirst trap looks like. You know, it's those guys that have those really thick chains that usually have a cross on them, you know, because their life is devoted to Jesus. But they have these long cross necklaces and they kind of angle um, like their phone under them and they put like their hand on the wall. So it's kind of like, it's kind it's like of like they're pinning you against the wall. Yeah, exactly. It's like meant to be in like a sexy, seductive way, and it's just repulsive. I've seen so many thirst traps on TikTok enough to like see like what these boys are going through. I want to know, like, first of all, like, what is going through your head when you film this in public? I get it. If you're at home and you turned your LED lights on and you're alone in the room and you're playing some, you know, like some e-boy music and you feel like filming a thirst trap, you do that. But when you're in public in a public restroom with some guy who probably had to go wash his hands because he's <laughs> because he blew his nose into his hand <laughs> and you're <laughs> and you're filming a TikTok of you in like oh my god. I have seen this one too many times, especially at the gym. Oh, yeah. So especially when you, like, come out of the stalls after taking, like, the biggest shit of your life. <laughs> like, I'm fighting for my life over here on the toilet seat, making all kinds of inhuman noises. And I come out, and then there's this guy just trying to do, like... <laughs> I come out of the toilet seat, having shat out my entire intestinal tract. And then there's this guy just trying to, like... Do a thirst trap, like, 
pinning you up against the wall, and he sees me, and I see him, and I bet he's not feeling so sexy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for these thirst traps, there's a time and a place... There is no time or place where doing that in public is acceptable. Especially not the fucking public restrooms. Like, those things reek of shit. Yeah, how are you going to be feeling yourself and be feeling all sexy when the bathroom is fuming <laughs> smells of shit and sewage and an old man pissing on the wall because he's too drunk and tried to aim for the toilet and didn't make it in? It's too much. How can you be possibly feeling yourself... When you're in that kind of situation, I do not understand it. It is horrible. I just, I really, if you do this, um, stop it. <laughs> stop it is all I have to say to you. If you are listening to this right now and you do that in your free time and you'll go to a public restroom after, you know, you've crapped your entire <laughs> life out. Like you've literally left your whole life in that one dirty toilet seat that probably hasn't been cleaned since 2008. And then you go and make a thirst trap. I hate you. I want you to know that I despise you. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, take this away. Do not fucking do that. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. That's it. That's the podcast. Okay. Number eight, I feel like, will be a very popular opinion. Or very unpopular opinion. You know? It could really go either way. So, number eight. Itching your crotch in public. There's kind of no way to avoid this one. You know, if you, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna give a very personal example. When I was in seventh grade, I started shaving my cooter, okay? Very, very early age. But the eighth grade boys would pressure me because they would ask me in the hallway if I had, what was it? It wasn't shaved plums because that's for guys. But they asked me some other nasty, disgusting term, you know, that's just like middle school boys. So they pressured me to shave my cooter when I was in seventh grade. Obviously, I did not ask my mom, hey mom, how do I shave my vagina? <laughs> Obviously, I didn't go up to her and ask that one day, so I just tried to wing it myself. Obviously, I did it completely wrong. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine. I feel like anyone's first like shaving experience for their genitals is a very uncomfortable experience that maybe they choose to share with you, maybe they don't. But I know that I chose to shave my cooter the night before I had a football game and I was a cheerleader. So... I literally am on the field. I'm the captain, by the way. I was the captain, and it was the most embarrassing thing because I'm trying to do all these, like, weird positions with my legs to, like, very casually itch my cooter because, obviously, I can't full-on itch my crotch. But um, I told my coach that I was having some health issues, you know. I told her that it was, um, like, Shark Week. It was not Shark Week. But every 20 minutes or so, when I absolutely could not stand it anymore, I would ask her if I could go to the bathroom. Let me tell you, I had a field day itching my cooter. Oh my God. The best sensations that I've ever felt in my life. And also, I have a wonderful boyfriend with a wonderful sex life. The best, absolute, most amazing sensation I ever felt in my life was itching my cooter in between those times when I was cheering. Oh, my God. I can't describe just, like, the euphoria, just ev all those feelings that came when I got to itch my cooter. Sometimes I didn't even make it to the stall, and I would just do it right there in the bathroom. Sometimes you just can't hold it anymore. But imagine you're itching your crotch in public. What do you do with your body language, with your hand, after you do it in front of so many people? 
Well, I feel like there's different strategies. Like, if, if you're a guy, you know, you have, you have big pockets, you put your hand in your pocket, like you're rummaging for your keys or something, and then you're just kind of like scratching down there. Or, or even better, if you're like, if you're going somewhere, you just kind of like, you stop, you have your backpack on, you kind of hunch over against the wall, and then you go like, and you just... You go and, ham down there. <laughs> you go ham. Um... I feel like guys and girls have very different strategies on how to itch their cooter because I know that for me, when you kind of, okay, if you're sitting in class and your cooter itches, you can kind of cross your legs over and like rub them together to give like the itching feeling of your, cr it, there's so many different strategies to go about this, but I think like, what do you do with your hand after you itch your cooter? You just kind of like rub it on your pants and pretend no one knows. <laughs> Imagine people did see it though, do you like... Do you sniff it? <laughs> <laughs> that would... Only while making eye contact with them. I think that... Take that, a deep whiff. <laughs> I think back in the day when I would itch my cooter and people were watching me, I would, like, pretend to get hand sanitizer out of my purse to, like, pretend that I was, like, cleaning my hand after when I knew damn well there was no hand sanitizer in there. But would you like itch it over your clothes or would you like stick it all the way down there and just like In public I wouldn't stick it down all the way under unless there was like one other person in the room and I'd be like, okay, really fast. <laughs> just turn around really fast. Like I'm just gonna like casually hunch over, especially if I was wearing a skirt, because you know how guys, you know, like prefer girls like um like wear skirts to the movie theaters, you know, for easier access. It's kind of like that, but for itching your cooter. <laughs> Same type of idea, in my opinion, but I feel like every girl has her own kind of strategy on how to, you know, very casually itch your cooter in public. Okay, number nine. This one is, I think, I think more one for Adrian, because I think he's clumsier than me. You just look at me, you're like, he's a big man, he's clumsy. I'm yeah. not a big man, I'm a very small man. He's a very petite man. You know, I'm... just like a very casual ginger. Twink. I said it, not you. Anyways. Twink was not the word I was going to use, but I'm glad it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the list, number nine, falling in public, catching yourself, and then falling again. Like, you're just walking down the sidewalk. Oops, you slip in the curb, but you know, you're cool. You play it off, and you, like, look around, hoping no one noticed, and then you fucking, like, <laughs> run into a bush. Let me tell you, especially, you know, like... We go to a school that has, you know, it's it's very walkable, you know, like there's a lot of sidewalks, there's a lot of space to walk and, you know, like really, um, and like you're able to get a good workout in. But let me tell you, there is this one fucking sidewalk that I literally trip on every single goddamn day. I would literally, after I get out of the car and I'm walking down the street... I think to myself, okay, there's this one bump that is there and that I always trip on. So I plan out how I'm not going to trip on it. You know, as a dumbass, I trip on it. Everyone there is like, you know, like waiting for the crosswalk. So there's probably like 20 to 30 people there. They all just like stared at me as I tripped over myself. I try to get up very casually. And then because I was like looking ahead, you know, so that I don't like look embarrassed, I trip over the curb again. Um, I started crying that day. I cried about that that day. That was so fucking embarrassing. I don't have anything else to say about that other than it is embarrassing. Another question I have, though, is what's more embarrassing? 
falling in public or being right next to someone who falls in public. And you can either be like, the, hey, are you all right? I'll help you up. Or you just keep walking by. Like, I don't think any of the two. I will literally laugh at them in public. <laughs> like, I feel no, no shame for you. If you, if you fall in public, I will A, assume that you're a, that you're really clumsy. Two, that you're having a bad day. Three, that you just don't give a shit. You know, like, I will laugh at you. You, If you trip over curbs, you deserve to be laughed at. I, you know, I've been laughed at. You know, like, when I trip over that same area on the curb on the street that I walk down, people laugh at me. And you know what? I deserve it. I absolutely deserve it. No, it builds character, right? Like, it per- yeah, it builds your personality. You know, like if you are known as that one guy who trips down the same fucking spot in the street every single day and you never learn, that builds character because people are going to start laughing at you and you deserve it. No, and you know, then you become like that guy. And like, you'll be walking down the street and people are like, oh, you're that guy who tripped. Okay, yeah. I know you. I see you every day, and I laugh at you every single day. Every time you trip, I laugh at you. You deserve it. You know, it's like we have the mullet guys, and we have the stupid curly mustache guys. You're going to be the tripping guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone has a thing. That's for sure, you know? Um, um, like, some people um, like, like to pick their butt in public. And you know what? I, I respect it. I think we should normalize picking your butt in public. You know, okay, sometimes hairs fall down there, okay? Sometimes you just kind of have to no, okay, pull yeah. it out, you know? We should normalize picking our nose. We should normalize, um, like, sneezing into our hands. You know, like, please, please bring back another plague. We did not wipe out enough people. Um, and three is definitely picking your butt. Absolutely. And four is scratching your crotch. Scratching your crotch, I think, is very respectable. If you can do that in public and you don't feel embarrassed, hats off to you. That's all I have to say. I commend you for that. Okay, um, coming to our tenth and final cringy in public thing is getting out of the pool. Now, I'm sure that all of you have probably seen that one video, you know, of this really, really hot girl. She's in a bikini, you know, her hair is so smooth, you know, it's like all the way down her back. She's pushing herself out of the water in slow-mo. It's kind of like in gymnastics, um, like when you're pushing yourself up to get on the beam. It's kind of like that, you know, it's very slow-mo, it's very sexy. That's not real. No one looks good ever getting out of the pool. You know why? Because you look like a wet dog. Your bathing suit is probably like all the way, all the way down your ass crack. So everyone in the pool can see that your, oh my God, that your entire ass crack is out. Um, And your eye, and, and just like it, like it kind of brings like a sadness to your face because all of like the chlorine is like in your skin already. So it's like seeping into your skin and you're getting out and you look disgusting. Okay, and then for guys, like, like you'll get this, shrink wrap. You know, you get out of the pool, and suddenly your junk is visible to the world. And you've been swimming, it's all cold, it's shriveled up, and everyone's just, like, looking at, like, that just, like, tiny Giant little... bulge in your swimsuit. <laughs> Embarrassing. And you get out, and it's just, like, dripping off of you. Or how about, how about the different ways of getting out of the pool? Like, you can push yourself up on the edge, and then what? Are you going to, like... Take your knee and just flop it over the edge. And then that's your bare knee on, like, where, like, 10,000, like, little children, like... pissed, probably. Like, they pissed there for fun. I know that in my old neighborhood pool, there were kids that would, like, line up and, like, urinate in one spot to see, like, like, (laughs) like, aim-wise, like, where they could aim. 
Um, yeah, that is a real thing, unfortunately. Boys are disgusting. Um, yeah, that's, absolutely. that's number 11 thing that is cringy in public. Little boys. I Little, hate them. No, I think just either boys in general. I think boys just, boys. like, give me secondhand embarrassment. I'm sorry, Adrian. I mean, I think that you don't even count as a boy. I think you're one of the girls. My only friends were girls in high school. I was called one of the girlies. Yeah, you are. I mean, I think that you are a girly pop. You know my parents were, like, taking bets on how long it would take for me to come out as transgender? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. That one I was not expecting. We can unpack that one off of the podcast. Off the podcast. Okay. Now, we're going to think about these a little bit, you know, like, really just unpack all of what we talked about, you know, like, really process it. Because now we're going to get into the more fun part. We're going to rank these things, you know, 10 being the least embarrassing and then, um, you know, like, we're going from, like, least to most embarrassing. So I want you to think for a second and see what is the least embarrassing thing um, on this list. Okay, so these are all pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty bad. It's pretty hard to rank them, which is why we're going to do it, you know, like, make it fun for ourselves. But um, I definitely think that, yeah, that we can do it. I have my number 10, so I'm going to go first. I think my number 10 is going to be getting out of the pool. That's my number 10. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty bad, but there's definitely worse things. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. Okay, it's kind of like, it's kind of like walking across the street is so embarrassing, like, for no reason. Like, it's kind of, like, the same energy as that. Like, it could be worse. It's still really embarrassing. But everyone does it. It could be worse. I think that's a good number 10. All right. Number 9, I'm probably going to have to say number 9 is when you have the eyelash in your eye and you're making stupid faces at people, you know, trying to get it out. Um, I feel like that's – I feel like it's embarrassing, but, you know, it's only really one person that you're, like, looking at and, like, making those faces at. So it's not like in front of like a, you know like a whole ton of people like that are like staring at you like while you're like rubbing your eye or you know like trying to blink and making you know like really stupid faces. So I feel like it could be worse. Okay, well I guess I guess that's understandable. I'd like have it lower on the list, but I mean, imagine you're having a conversation with one person and then the eyelash gets in. Then you're rubbing the eye, and you're you're blinking and they just kind of keep on talking because like what else are you supposed to do? But then like you're really going at it. Like, you know, it's just a bad situation to be in. You know, I was once talking to this boy in, I think, like, my freshman year of high school, and he told me, oh, my God, this is so funny. He told me that, you know, eyes and um, and your clit has the same kind of nerves, which is why it's so addicting to rub your eye in the same way that it's addicting <laughs> to rub your vagina. I stared at this man for like two minutes, I did not say anything. He was uh, he was so confident in himself. He was like, yeah, I learned that, you know, like it's very similar nerves and it has that, you know, like tingly sensational feeling, which is why like rubbing your eyes, the equivalent to rubbing your vagina. And I did not know what to say to him. <laughs> there, I, I just, I don't know. This, I think it could be worse. Okay, what's your number nine? This is coming from a man who has never seen a clip before, I guarantee you. Um, anyways, gonna be trying to get some eyegasms soon. Eyegasms? <laughs> um, my number nine, I think it's gotta be the shazamming in public. Because you just have to be, like, sneaky about it, you know? Everyone's on their phones these days, these damn kids on their phones. Like These damn kids are always on their phone. That's why they're depressed, because they're on their phone so much. Yeah, that's obviously, why they, that's why. Obviously, yeah, that's why. 
Um, I think that's a good number nine, though. I think I think after reading, you know, this whole list and really going through everything and explaining why certain things are embarrassing, that would be lower on the list for me. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the I. But, um, okay. Now, okay, so we did ten, we did nine, and now we're going for eight. I think my eight is probably going to be the Shazamming in public. Um, it, like, actually, every time I see someone do this in public, it will give me the ick. And I'm, like, absolutely, like, I'm, like, nauseous right now, like, thinking about it. I'm, like, I, like, actually just got nauseous. Like, I feel like I'm going to go throw up. I think it's gross and weird. Um, but if you, like, hide it under your shirt or make it super casual, I think that you can get away with it. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing and flip it. I think, like, the eyelash. Yeah, okay, it's gross, it's weird, but, like, you know, maybe you get lucky and you just rub it out really fast. Yeah, just, you know, like, super casual right there. Okay, I think that my number seven, it's, no, it's not seven. It's, it's seven, we're on seven. We're on seven? Okay, yeah, we're on seven. Mm, number seven, this is a little bit of a hard one because it's starting to get more serious. I would have to say that number seven is the one who, um, for people who film thirst traps, because listen, as, as, as overpowering as having secondhand embarrassment is, I think that if you can get over the fact that like, you know, like that's not you making that disgusting TikTok and thirst trap that people are only going to leave hate comments on. Like, you know, like there's always going to be that like 12 year old girl who's like, impregnate me oh my god this is the hottest tiktok game ever seen like there's gonna be a couple of those comments for sure because it i mean it was me i was you know i was that 12 year old girl commenting on those e-boys tiktoks i can't even lie um thankfully tiktok was not around when i was 12 it was musically and you know like the side of musically that i was on you know like we didn't see e-boys making thirst traps you know like it just wasn't like that um but if you, like, really think about, like, you know, like, all the hate that they're probably going to get, like, that hate is justified. Sometimes bullying is okay. I think that this is a very fair instance of bullying. If they get bullied for it, they asked for it. Yeah, I have to agree with you, just proving that we're twins. Okay. Um, number six. I want you to start for this one. What's okay. your number six? Number six. Mm. This is this is a hard one. I think, I think now that, like, we're moving out of a pandemic coughing in public is like more acceptable especially if you get it all out in one big look <clears throat> like you know then you just sound like an old man um, yeah you sound like a man with slight tuberculosis but you know it's more normalized if you can hear less of the mucus it's probably fine because then people don't assume that you're like gross and disgusting um, but I think that that's a good number six. I think it's a solid number six. I think we're moving into the more serious stuff now, though. So yeah, I think... I think these last five are all kind of a toss-up. Yeah, it's mm, it's valid, but I think that, you know, like, like they definitely have their spots on this list. You know, it's definitely embarrassing. Okay, so number six is going to be the when you're taking a group picture and everyone else is hugging and the person next to you isn't and, you know, like your arm is just kind of hanging out there and it's really awkward and you're like, well... I guess nobody loves me. I actually have a really embarrassing photo reference for this. Um, literally, like, it was, like, at the tailgate a couple weeks ago, um, and we were taking a picture, and the person next to me was not hugging me, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself then. Let me find the picture. Oh, my goodness. 
That is That's horrible. Humiliating. Humiliating. This is really disgusting picture. Um, I like I deleted all the other ones, but like this is just like a reference photo. Like this yeah. is the most embarrassing thing. Your arm thing. Is just hanging down. It's there. just so bad. It's so awkward. All right. After seeing that picture, I'm gonna put that one as my number five. Yeah, that was definitely a number five. I think. Um, my number five is gonna be falling in public and then catching yourself and then falling again. I feel like there's definitely more embarrassing things. Also, there's probably embarrassing things that we haven't even thought about that aren't even on this list. Oh, like, yeah, like if you're sitting in a toilet stall and someone knocks on the door. Oh, what do you my say? God. There's someone in here. Like, you're supposed to be like, okay, like, it's like it, it's like when the teacher calls on you. Or, no, if it's like a sub and you're in school and, and they call on you. Everyone has their own variation of how they say here. You know, like some, like, pretentious-ass kids, present! And then some are like, here... And then that one kid like moans in, in <laughs> class and it's like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's much more embarrassing things, but that is definitely, I think my number five is, yeah, the falling in public one. I think that one's pretty bad, not gonna lie. Number four. My number four is probably going to be being in a quiet space and then dropping something really loud. Ooh, only number four. Yeah, number four, I feel like it could be worse because you know, like, I mean, obviously, if it's in a really quiet room and, you know, like, it's, like, a standardized testing and you drop your water bottle, like, I, like, I'm disgusted by you. Like, you, like, repulse me. Like, absolutely not. But I feel like if it's in a more, like, more crowded environment, I guess, and you drop something, it's kind of, like, it's, like, a laughable moment. You know, like, you're not the only one. You know, like, it's... It's clownable. Yeah. It, yeah, you're a fucking clown if you do that. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, All right, number four for you. Number four for me, I, we talked about this a fair amount earlier, but itching your crotch in public. I believe we need to normalize itching your crotch, remove the stigma. Like, it's a legitimate pastime. I get it. I itch my crotch. You itch your crotch. I think that my number three would probably have to be calling out to say hi to someone and then they don't hear you because I feel like that's really grossly embarrassing. Yes, like there's like maybe like a couple more things that are embarrassing, but I can't tell you how embarrassing it is, especially if you're alone and you're like very obviously like alone and like you're like there's no one else there. And then you're like, hey, Adrian. And then they turn around and they're like, what the fuck is this? What is that? Who are you? Why are you talking to me? I'm not Adrian. I'm, I'm Phadrian. You know, like, I'm not the same person. My evil twin. Yeah, no. Because um, there's so many twinks with red hair. Oh, absolutely. There's so many of them. And my number three, um, I don't know, calling out is bad, but, like, I think, I think once you fall in public, and then you catch yourself, and then you fall again, like, just make that a personality trait at that point. <laughs> We're in our top three. They're all bad. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, you're the guy who falls. There's no way around it anymore. Like, that's it. You are the guy who falls. You're embarrassing. You've probably em embarrassed your family and let them down. You are a failed abortion. You are a disappointment. Like your just, family should disown you. After just that. wear knee pads to class at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or like shin guards or both. Honestly, yeah. I mean, like you just need like a whole protection or um, or kind of like the Michelin man, you know, like where he's like really <laughs> fluffy and big, you know, like if he falls, he's good. He's protected. I'm just going to say there's a reason I wear only jeans and most of my jeans have holes in the knees. Just putting I, that one out there. I actually have this one time when I was in, like, fifth grade, and I would use my electric scooter. Yes, electric scooter. Embarrassing. 
to go home after my class and this one car almost hit me it was really funny actually and then um, I crashed into my electric scooter into the street and it was like really near a gas station and I was wearing these ripped jeans they were splattered with blood like literally so much blood and you know what I was thinking that whole time I'm so embarrassed right now. Instead of thinking, oh, I should probably get some medical help or maybe I should call my parents, I'm like, ew, this is so embarrassing. I mean, I, I mean, a car almost hit me and then it didn't and then I swerved out of the way. That's embarrassing. <sighs> that one really is just, it's really close to my heart. You know, really embarrassing. Number two. My number two is probably going to be itching your crotch in public, I think. I think that's a very fair amount of embarrassing because, you know, like we, what's the word? Is it like unnormalized feet? You know, like you can't like have your feet in public. So like people that like are like wearing sandals or Burks are like not allowed. No, to and then we feet. get those people who wear sandals with socks. I do that. I actively do that. And I'm very well aware that it is, ext I, I did it yesterday. I literally wear it all the time. Um, when I was in middle school, I had Crocs, and I think that that's, like, what started the phase. Um, I wore, you know, like, my Crocs with socks. Now I wear actual sandals with socks, and I see nothing wrong with it, but I also know that it's embarrassing at the same time. There's a lot wrong with it. We're not even going to address that. Yeah, we're not going to unpack that's that That's for today. a future podcast. All right. The last one for you. What's the last one? Um, the last one for me, it's got to be calling out to say hi to someone. And they don't hear you calling. Or you call out someone's name and it's not them. Because all of the other ones, you can, like, walk off and stuff. But this one, you deliberately tried to start an interaction with someone who you have no idea who they are. And you got rejected. Embarrassing. embarrassing. Those are embarrassing. Embarrassing. My number one, I think, is coughing in public, for sure. I think coughing in public definitely has... Especially because, I mean, I, I was that kid who was always sick. Like, I had a terrible immune system growing up and you I was sick do. all the time yeah I mean it's true I still do but I wasn't allowed to miss as much school as I would have wanted to so I would come to school sick you know like not like you know like sick with like a deadly disease but like I would have a cold or like a fever and like I would be at school because I had already missed too many days and I would really try to make my cough really casual and quiet and then it just did not happen that way I mean like same with like sneezing because like you're like expected to like wash your hands after you sneeze I don't know about you, but I've never done that. No, I've never. I've never my done hands that. Absolutely not. So I think coughing is kind of in the same. It's kind of you know in the same tier of embarrassment. So I think the last thing we have to say about embarrassment is, yes, these things are embarrassing, but embarrassment is like a social construct. You know, it's only as embarrassing as you let it be. However, I let things be really embarrassing all the time. So if you're like me, just don't do any of these things. You'll be good. I mean, in that case, just don't do anything because anything and everything is going to be embarrassing. And I think that definitely this episode really helped normalize and kind of de-embarrass um, like some of these things, you know, because we really talked about it and really unpacked everything, you know, that goes into embarrassment. Except for making thirst traps in public. That should never be normalized. Fuck you. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think with that, that is a good place to stop right there. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of my podcast, uh, Talks from the Toilet Seat. I really enjoyed having Adrian on today, you know, as our first guest. Uh, first episode, I think it was a great way to kick off the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on here. See you later, craplets. <laughs>